0: we're back welcome to print your games the podcast about what's new and awesome in 3d printing for gamers i'm your host jefferson J. thacker also known as param and i'm joined by kristen sowerts also known as seventh mastery and this week we have a guest that i was hype as heck to hear was interested in coming on the show because i had just got done the week before watching a tour of your facilities on youtube which was awesome uh is it? Oh, man, I'm going to mispronounce this. Darius, is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Darius from Wild Mesh 3D. Darius, howdy and welcome to the show.
1: Hi, guys. I'm Darius from Wild Mesh. It's a pleasure to be here. I actually watched your podcast three weeks ago and oh. then you invited me. So <laughs> <laughs> this is quite amazing. That's uh, awesome. I- yeah. I'm happy to so, be here. I will uh, gladly share uh, everything that you want to know about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little bit sleepy, so uh, <laughs> excuse me for lagging a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. And, and honestly,
0: like, you're sleepy because it's the middle of the night over there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> 2.30?
0: That's right. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So for uh, our guests, give us the 30-second elevator your pitch about who you are and what is Wild Mesh. We'll get into the details soon.
1: So uh, Wild Mesh is a uh, daughter company of Den of Imagination, which focuses on sculpting 3D miniatures. We mainly sculpt miniatures for WizKids as an outsource team mm-hmm. of sculptors. Uh, we sculpt uh, miniatures for D&D, for Marvel, uh, Heroclix sets. Uh, but we also have another filler of sculpting, which is Patreon. We sculpt um, miniatures for Patreon. We provide STLs that you can use uh, for your war games. <laughs> Yeah. And honestly, you all came
0: on the scene real strong with like some like super high quality sculpts right out of nowhere uh, when we started seeing you enter the Patreon scheme. And it makes sense because your team's been like just really cranking it in the professional sphere otherwise. But I remember like seeing like some of your giant uh, chaosy robots. I'm trying to give the the uh, the nice generic names for these things. Right. Uh, And (laughs) being like, holy crap, where did that come from? And I you know you've made Kristen happy because you love the
2: demony things, right, Kristen? Oh yeah, and they do the other thing I like too. They're, they do hive stuff. So I'm all yeah. about it. Uh there's other stuff beyond just those two things. But of course, I was there. I think I've been almost a day one patron. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And this month you're making me very happy because like I didn't expect this because I I had I had pigeonholed you all as a sci-fi crew, and which is cool, but I don't play a whole lot of sci-fi games. And then you uh and then you all Just slap down these some of the coolest looking dwarfs I've seen. (laughs) Just when I'm looking at putting together a dwarf army, and uh, those those berserkers, I am just I'm all about those berserkers. Mohawks, bear chests, and muscles for days. I'm all about that. Awesome. Also gigantic bear rider.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be usable in any games, but we thought this was a cool idea for a miniature to lead our mm-hmm. blacksmith guild. So mm-hmm. we did that. Uh, I don't know how you feel about him. If you, if you if you're gonna need him, if you're gonna print him.
0: Oh yes, he is getting printed. He is absolutely getting printed. I love him so much. <laughs> for the, for our our digital audience, they've got this dwarf uh lord riding up on like the biggest kind of Warcrafty. Awesome. If you remember the Armani war bear from Warcraft, so it's like this big stocky bear with this cool saddle, big old horns on it, and this war dwarf lord with a hammer bigger than his upper torso in one hand, just going to town on this bear and I am I am all about that. That's that is a mini that is going to lead an army for me. And I know of like 3 different games where that is valid. Kings of War, uh Dwarf Lord on Large Beast, absolutely and uh and opr uh in age of fantasy i've got so many uses i
2: can use for that bear yeah and it actually totally looks like one of my players pcs from an old D game so i'm sure it's going to find a home in a lot of places Yeah, yes.
0: I, I mean like i did i was wondering how i was going to one up because my dad made me print him a dwarf army of all things and he was like uh, you you know those raptors? Maybe one of the dwarfs stole a raptor from the dark elves, and that's his mount. So that's my dad's general is on this. But and I was like, how am I gonna one up a dwarf riding a giant raptor? This bear, this bear can do it. This, this bear, bear does do it. it, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So sorry to get geeky about your art right away. Uh, so we one of the questions we love to ask first time guests is, how'd you get involved with in gaming? And then how did that lead to you working in gaming okay so
1: it was when i was six years old so 28 years ago whoa that's younger than most yeah my friend showed me some measures of uh it was uh, wood elves some lizardman's uh Mm saurus an imperial knight uh, imperial knight uh, like from the uh, imp- imp- Empire of Warhammer Fantasy. Warhammer Fantasy, yeah, the original yeah, so, Empire, yeah. So, so that old kind old of world. Imperial Knight. Uh, and was this all? Yeah, that was all that he had. It was some some of Archers, some Sauros, Imperial Knight. And, oh, look, this is Warhammer. I bought this on a summer trip with my mom. Uh-huh. And immediately I jumped in uh mm-hmm. my first major that i bought was Nurglings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes yes four base of Nurglings. but then I, I was totally hooked up and dedicated to the undead and i bought a, a, a skeleton horseman <laughs> oh awesome a skeleton horseman uh horn mm-hmm. on a skeletal mount so which was then renamed uh Black cavalry or something like that. Mm-hmm. And anyway, the undead were renamed vampire counts. But I stayed in the vampire counts lane for like very big amount of years. From oh gosh, you were stick. back
0: when the book was just called Undead, undead. like oh yeah, an
1: edition days. Yeah,
2: that's when I first started and, playing um, too, man. Oh like
1: wow. hardcore from the from the beginning, from almost. It was fourth edition, third edition for me. So, Mm -hmm. like I was six years years old, I couldn't get any younger in this. (laughs) Do you also currently
0: have a Total War Warhammer addiction like me?
1: Unfortunately, no, no. I'm from uh, 11 years now, I'm uh, working uh, in the hobby, so I don't do much gaming, PC gaming, that is. Ah, roger, roger. This this,
0: warning to all of our listeners. If you have a dream of working in the game industry, understand that that means that you won't have the urge to make it as much of your free time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's actually really true. Uh, So this is how I got into gaming and how that led to doing a company. Well, uh, I used to convert and paint a lot of minis Mm -hmm. for my friends from the club that we played in. And, uh, when I was a youngster, I was doing it as a side hustle. Give me mm-hmm. your, your miniatures. And I mm, paid them for a very, very bad wage,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like a totally it wage, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I did it. Uh, and, uh, then came, uh, a few years after a situation that I saw people on cool me or not selling their stuff on ebay they were buying new model kits assembling Mm -hmm. them painting them and selling them on an auction on ebay they were making uh, quite good bucks out of it (laughs) not a commission fee. yeah Yeah, but but it it, it is good so i thought i'm gonna do the same and i started a blog it was called bravatar's painting blog Uh and I started doing just that. I was buying new models. I started from the crypt horrors from the vampire Count set. Which was yes, seven yes. edition then. Mm-hmm. Those were my first minis painted solely for the purpose of selling them. Oh uh, then I bought the, uh, the cavalry of course and uh, what was it called? uh Carrion K- host or something like that. Uh, cavalry of Refs on, uh, uh, oh, yeah, is Vargulf or, or for another game?
0: Uh, all my minis are for OPR. Now, disclaimer, I work for them. So <laughs> that's kind
2: of why.
1: <clears throat> oh, cool. Uh, tell me more about, oh, maybe I'll finish and then I'll ask a question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and after that, that picked up. People started seeing my work and liked it and asked me for a commission if I could pay them a mini for a fee. And I said, yeah, like this was the goal from the start. So <laughs> <this is good." laughs> and that's gradually picked up. One of my friends that is my business partner now was also mm-hmm. doing it. He had a, his blog. Mm-hmm. He was painting minis. Uh, and we t- teamed up and we did the imagination. And 10 years after that, we are at the point that we are now.
2: So So when did you transition from the conversion to sculpting?
1: uh, When did I transition from conversion to sculpting? Well, actually, it was 2019 when I went to to Essen, uh, to the largest board game uh, Mm -hmm. convention. Essen Spiel? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I, we want to went... go. I want to go so badly. Oh, you sh- you need to go. It's cool. It's very good. It's, it's, there's so much people, so much creative new stuff, so much innovation. Like, whoa. It's it's, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, so uh, at Essen, I met up with uh, someone from WizKids, mm-hmm. uh, which Alex from Vallejo uh, hooked me up with that meeting. And they asked if we have sculptors, like physical sculptors uh, in our team of painters. And we did have physical sculptors at that point. Mm-hmm. So they were curious for physical sculpts and also asked for digital sculpts. A month prior, we, uh, we thought of creating a division of sculptors for our clients, because sometimes people ask, can I have a customized shoulder pad? Can I have mm-hmm. a different head? Can you do that? And we thought it was a good idea. So we were planning to do it anyway. But uh, the Whiskets cooperation uh, made it more uh, possible to do it. And it had a lot more sense now. So we took two of our painters that were uh, students at the moment of graphics arts. And we uh, played YouTube to them with ZBrush tutorials and said, sit for a month and learned this, <laughs> and we gave them the first mini. And I can even find that mini, uh, the first mini that they did for WizKids. Uh, give me a sec. Mm-hmm. It was a high oracle. It's probably there on the portfolio page.
2: you're showing off my <clears throat> flamers there, the flamers. Yeah. I, I painted, like, 14 of those. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm recognizing a lot of these minis because Kristen's been showing me him painting them. Oh, oh, this one, this one, uh, this is one on my to-do list right now. Really? Yeah, the zombie clot.
1: So, so we did this. Yes. Female human oracle high. This is the one that we did. This is the first one, and it turned out quite decent for uh, people who never sculpted at all. Yeah. Post the link to the, it in the private uh, chat. Okay.
0: Okay. So, so that's important. So, you had brought on sculptors because, as part of your, um, as part of the, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm being, as part of your paint service, people were like wanting custom work.
1: That's true.
2: And the conversion work. Yeah. They wanted, mm-hmm. sounds like custom bits at first, and then you went further than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because we want to provide a higher quality than just sculpting things from hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and finally, we, we like we were able, thanks to cooperation with Whiskers, incentivize creating a big department of sculptors to have the means to do it. And now we it's a standard. Uh, sometimes we even sculpt people's heads or their characters from a game and put them mm-hmm. in the miniature. And they they use it as a proxy for uh, gaming at any place.
2: That's so cool. And yeah. and honestly, this is your first. This oracle here is your first.
1: This was like a month of work for uh, the first mm-hmm. first two uh, two sculptors that we were grooming at that time because uh, they were kind of stressed. It's the first it, mini, and it's time.
0: a Pathfinder mini. The art style for Pathfinder was made by Wayne Reynolds. He puts pouches on pouches and things and pouches on things.
2: And the, yes, it's bottles. an oracle.
0: Is covered in all yeah. kinds of <laughs> knickknack bric brac that must have taken ages, and then like all the like leather intricate like leatherwork filigree that he adds on all his art. This is
2: this is really impressive, actually, for especially for a first time. I love this yeah. character too. Yeah. Like, I mean, no no beast merchant to other artists, but that's as good as, as many as some people are producing two or three years in.
1: So. I, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, uh, what the frameworks line. Yes.
2: Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually just looking at the frameworks beholder today. Did you guys do that? We did
1: all the f- f- frameworks. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, Great quality minis. <laughs> we didn't do uh-huh. one of the big minis, but it's not released yet. So I'm not going to disclose uh, mm. what what's, what's going to be released. So, but we didn't do with it one. <laughs> so the infamous kobolds—you are responsible for making them. We are responsible for making them. For what yes. Goober Town uh, <laughs> went to town on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they went to town on the
0: quality of the sculpting work, which is what you all did. You all did great yeah. at the quality. Yeah.
1: Uh, but but uh, to be fair, uh, mm-hmm. I heard there were some uh, reinventing of the prices that mm-hmm. uh, the Whiskey's company took to heart the feedback, and which is cool, and everybody agrees on. It, it was mm-hmm. something that wasn't uh, considered that, that much, I think. I'm not really sure. For listeners who
2: aren't familiar with infamous kobolds, what was the kerfuffle? Okay, uh... so
0: the there were... They were priced at GW prices, basically. Oh, really? Okay, that's <laughs> enough of a kerfuffle right there. <laughs> right, right. It's like it, which is which is kind of ironic in our industry, where we consider the kerfuffle that you priced as the market leader prices things, but, but, but that is neither here nor there. The quality of the scopes and actually the frameworks did, especially for the hero models. I was super impressed with them because of all the interchangeable parts that the framework mm-hmm. models came with. Uh, was that very difficult to do? Like, make, like, you can buy, like, for those of you who are not familiar, the, the framework minis, they're physical minis, they're hard plastic. And especially for the heroes, you buy the box, it's just one hero. It's like $15 USD, which is not that bad for a single hero model. Um, because what you get is sprue upon sprue upon sprue of up customizable bits on that thing. Yeah, but we'll that had to have there. been, That's like, something. really hard because, like, It's like arm-holding bag, arm-holding sword, cloak, like layers of armor were on these things.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, it was definitely a a challenge for the team when we first started it. Uh, The first models were way out of budget. We spent (laughs) a lot of time uh, adjusting uh, the style because they are sculpted with much greater, greater attention to detail. And the mm-hmm. interchangeableness of the parts was something challenging for the team at the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, it was very hard to do. Uh, but now we are pros at that, and we are probably the only team that can handle uh, the frameworks at uh, Wizgit. So, we pride ourselves on that. And uh, the customizable bits, I was so pushing for that to be uh, interchangeable across the board. So, if you have humans, all the human heads are supposed to have the same socket for the head, but oh. didn't went through. Finally, I was pushing for that because I'm, I love converting. I love mixing mm-hmm. and matching bits. Right. I love bashing kits together and creating something new, let like my creativity sprawl and, uh, start out and do some new uh, ideas. And I thought that, uh, the final customer would really appreciate if the bits would fit everywhere. Right. If you bought three kits, you can mix and match, and mm-hmm. this would make you probably the most happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would have been really cool. I mean, I, I know they're a competitor, but um, <coughs>
0: I don't know if they're a competitor for you guys. But uh, North Star Miniatures, a lot of people like brag on all the North Star Minions are interchangeable with each other. That's like a major selling point for them. Uh, they do the Frostgrave and Stargrave models and the Oathmark models uh, for reference. Um, And so like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I agree. Uh, In fact, one of the things I joked about when those models were first coming on the scene was that the frameworks was basically like purchasing a single use hero forge, like, but high
1: quality plastic model. Mm -hmm. And you said you did work for hero forge. Yeah, we did work for hero forge. We uh, helped them with with their Kickstarter uh, of 3d printing and color. They had the pledge over there to order a painting mini. Uh, Uh So the Hero Forge editor just allows you to color it digitally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We received that and the mini. We painted it and shipped it back. Uh, Oh, okay. So we had, like, I don't know, 2,000 single commissions from them. Wow. Like, of single models. Some people went really crazy and (laughs) abused the coloring thing. Just to be annoying <laughs> and to do colours weren't even uniform, just a random amount oh no. of color colors. Let's see how they're gonna handle this.
0: So I <laughs> think it's really but, it, but we did handle it. <laughs> yeah. It's I was gonna get to this eventually, but this seems like a great chance to talk about it. Denim of imagination, the of uh, before Wild mesh was was spun off, uh spun out of it or made into it either way before wild Mesh came around den of imagination you were the world's
1: largest painting studio is this accurate i think currently we are still the world's largest painting studio that has this their crew on site that mm-hmm. has the workshop in one place and is running not like f- through a net of freelancers or anything like that Right. I'm not really sure about painted figs. I also remember back in the day that they were already big, and but I never saw the team, their so I'm not. I couldn't testify to that. To my knowledge, after Blue Table Painting reduced the size uh, of mm-hmm. the crew, I think we are now the, the largest painting studio mm-hmm. in uh, the the amount of people that work in in a single place at painting many mm-hmm. for commission. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Right.
0: So like if I wanted to, let's say, I like, hey, i am got a tournament in several months from now, I can hire you all to paint my army.
1: Yes. Uh, if you have a specific tournament, it's very good to s- uh, set up the date for the tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. So we can check in our schedule if you are falling in uh, the new queue of, of, of commissions if we're gonna manage to do it in time. If not, we offer an expedite service uh, to to push someone. Also, there's a limit to the expedites. How many expedites can we do because we don't wanna push new clients down after the expedited ones, so we just take only a few people. Not many, many people go for that option anyway. Uh, And then we... We can calculate this and give you uh, an answer. Yes, we'll manage to do it just regularly. We're we'll starting three months, and it's going to be finished after the fourth or fifth. Because mm-hmm. uh, we're really good at timing things now, because we painted 3,000 commissions, uh, which a large group of that was our armies, like big armies. And do you also do work for
0: uh, like companies, for like box meetings <clears throat> and stuff oh, like yeah, that? Oh,
1: yeah, very often,
0: very often. Because we had a question came in uh, asking, hey, who can do this?
1: Now we know. We can recommend you all. <laughs> oh, definitely. There's a lot of uh, patrons that uh, actually uh, contacted us mm-hmm. uh, asking about painting their new waves of minis. Mm-hmm. But uh, they never went through with it. Uh, but uh, actually, I, I, I would really, really love to have all the minis painted when I release mm-hmm. a wave at Wild wash but yeah. currently I'm kind of uh, <laughs> uh, too expensive for myself.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, honestly, like it, a part of it's your own fault because you all jumped right in with what we call the the uh, the fire hose of miniatures <laughs> in a previous mar- in a previous episode. Like, how many minis are in your monthly set? It's right now you've got two freaking armies.
1: Well, uh, we were uh, trying to set a goal that after a thousand Patreons, it's going to be feasible to do two armies at a time. But uh-huh. well, we just thought like those those Patreons numbers aren't kicking in as much. We need to crank up the numbers and invest more <laughs> in this uh, because we are actually uh, everything that we get from my mini factory in the Patreon and plus we add money to do it because we are here for the long run uh, long run uh we're playing the long game and we want to go to the top definitely (laughs) and we want to dedicate more sculptors at a time to the Patreon. currently it's uh it varies from two to five people sculpting uh, me full-time for our patreon so uh yeah this was a a month of work for a person Shout out to Anya. <laughs> uh, so Anya did all the dwarfs? Uh, someone did the hammer for her. Someone did the banner. Uh, but yeah, besides that, she did all the, uh, the the forge keepers.
2: Nice. James asks in chat, uh, are your sculpts just available digitally? or are your, I'm assuming the Patreon sculpts, are they available like COCAST or print at all?
1: Well, uh, we are currently working on uh, printing them ourselves and selling physical objects. Okay. We have a merchant here, so you can uh, definitely search for any of our merchants that sell our stuff
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and you can buy the prints out there. But we found this really, really good AK resin that prints things that look like plastic. Like ah. it was taken out of a sprue and I'm like blown away. The cost seems fusible. We can make that work. And we are uh, slowly thinking of building a factory of 3D printers and selling physical minis because they they are getting a lot of love from you guys. And uh, people are asking for them in physical form because still the Wargaming scene isn't fully populated by 3D printers. It's Mm -hmm. a really niche in the niche. We're trying uh,
2: our best.
0: Darn it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I still
2: well, think your change warriors are the best change warriors out there. I mean, I like OPRs a lot too. Don't get me wrong. Parham, but I like, I like well, a lot. These
0: yeah, are, the... these are, these are really awesome sci-fi models. I love them.
1: Oh, the infernal Sarko is like um, one of my favorite and the kit is so much fun because, uh, it has 12 options for the legs. All yeah. the slots for the legs are the same, so you can mix and match them how you, how you want. And, uh, I, I played it uh, like a kid, because for mm-hmm. diorama purposes, for posing him in different ways, you can look down, he can be placed up. It's a fun kit.
0: Yeah, you can I, tell you love kit bashing because of how many options you throw into your releases.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Like I know that this is, uh, if something needs to, uh, gonna be customizable, let's throw some options because uh, this, is, this is what, get, gives me fun personally <laughs> so i i want to have uh that fun transferred to our customers mm-hmm. yeah. and supporters so
0: actually to take james question in in a different way it could be read uh do you when you're sculpting your models artistically are is all your sculptors digital or do you still have people green stuff making
1: we still have uh, people green stuff making at ton of imagination uh when it comes to some uh mm-hmm. Old school converting. Uh, we even converted with a lot of green stuff. A new demon prints from Games Workshop. Uh huh. So so yeah, we still do that. Uh, some things are still better to be sculpted than uh, it's 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 more makes more sense to just sculpt it than play around with a three D printer and the the time delay is, is sometimes just not worth it. Do yeah, you ever like, hybrid it and like actually like scan and your green stuff work? No, no, okay. no, we did. We haven't done that yet, but it's a interesting concept to do. Have you got your
0: sculptors with VR headsets and? and...
1: <laughs> I wanted that when I heard yes, that, that we please, that please. you could do that. I bought a VR and guys, uh-huh. we gotta test this. We gotta uh-huh. test this <laughs> because I was already envisioning them sitting ten people in the room, no desks, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. and sculpting miniatures. <laughs> it, and it didn't work out. fi It didn't work out. It's it's not a good tool for now. Oh for no. And ZBrush, so. Uh, not not yet uh, but i can not dream can i
0: <laughs> right because then you can like how this how would this dwarf look on the actual battlefield of scotland and then you can throw it down but i, do, I digress i digress you mentioned that you're too expensive <clears throat> for yourself do you still get your brush wet for the company
1: mm-hmm. i haven't had uh, done that in, in uh, a long time but i'm gonna do this here definitely mm-hmm. We are starting a very big project, uh, which I dream to finish. It's a high goal, uh, so it's not one hundred percent. I'm not one hundred percent sure that we're gonna do it, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my best. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be a big diorama. I'm just gonna say that. Yes, cool, but... yes. So, how do you all choose what you all
0: sculpt every month? Because you all came in strong with like like weird monster demony things and, and mechanical sci-fi stuff and now i'm seeing really cool-looking dwarfs like what where's your passion how do you pick what comes to your
1: patreon how did you get your niche mostly discord what people uh-huh. ri- write down i immediately write down because there's so very little requests uh we are mainly focused on sculpting. And some, I'm some, I sometimes get into the chat, but we're not very good at running our Discord, mm-hmm. to be honest. It's not, not not a lot of life is going out on the, in the channel, which is a pity. But when someone says that, oh, you're going to do this, I immediately write it down. We're going to mm-hmm. do now. Uh, now we're going to do it, master. <laughs> 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 and, Uh, Yeah, because we're mainly for the patrons over there. So if if they have a request for any proxies or anything they want, we're adding it to the list, and eventually it gets done because the queue is is quite big. And the polls. We do the polls uh, for... We uh, list everything that we did already. So if anyone is interested in us expanding any lines and uh, joining to us uh, was uh, incentivized by what we did, so, we stay true to that and add some new positions to the polls but but people still what we already did, they want more. <laughs> then they don't want anything new. They want what we did. So it's true. Yeah. I, I just I still
2: want it. more chaos stuff and more bug stuff.
0: I am noticing that with a lot of Patreons It's like they find their niche It's like this is the Patreon that makes all the cool Sci-Fi orcs and this is the Patreon That makes all the weird goblins And this See, is the Patreon I have, that makes I have a secret theory fighters this. I
2: have a secret theory My What's secret theory? theory is that the Orc fans and the Chaos fans Are like in competition To who gets to a new Patreon first And if we can like <laughs> jump on it and flood their poles, then it becomes that becomes our Patreon. So, like, I, I always like try to like beat out the orcs, but sometimes it's just so hard. Those orc boys are just so fanatic.
0: This needs to be a new board game <laughs> of like dominating new Patreon <laughs> artists to get your favorite army the most models.
1: Uh, I think it's also a combination of uh, it's a z- Zip's law uh, that uh, what you are mainly doing in your business, you're gonna be doing for. The rest of your business probably because mm-hmm. when we started, enough imagination, and we didn't have like a big portfolio to show off. So we took mm, minis of our friends, we photographed mm-hmm. few army few armies, and most most of it we already painted, but not everything, uh, like by us. And we said, "This is our portfolio. We're gonna paint like this," and there were blood angels and space wolves in there mainly. Mm-hmm. And to this day, what armies do you think we we are painting the most? Orcs no no (laughs) no. blood angels and space wolves across the board 11 years now counting people like sometimes oh no just be glad you didn't take photos of iron hands (laughs) no we did quite a few cool iron hands
0: armies are you like is it true that some people uh paint painters charge extra to paint yellow
1: the color is is it i don't know <laughs> uh, oh sorry yellow is cha- yellow yellow is challenging but we don't charge extra okay yellow. well that, good on you
0: because i've absolutely seen it in every other place i've looked to get me painted it's like yellow extra dollar
2: like oh darn it i'm not gonna ask for that <laughs> i think it's oh, funny right okay. now that there's that uh <clears throat> the new contrast stuff Yellows oh yeah is the magic the want. magic yellow. it's amazing
1: yeah but it all comes down to your skills and knowledge of paint and pigments uh We know how to paint yellow so we don't need to charge extra i think that's the logic behind it Uh, so help mm -hmm. our audience
0: help our audience how do we paint yellow how do we make yellow work
1: well first of all uh, use a bright uh, undercoat Mm -hmm. because yellow on black is a Uh, (laughs) no-go it's just going to be greenish in some cases and not cover it because of the amount of pigment. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely if you're using a brush instead of an airbrush, you need, mm-hmm. to, you need to have a bright uh, undercoat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- this is like the main thing. Mm. And then uh, just test what, what kind of yellows work good on, on that undercoat and how to work work your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but also there's an uh, the, the issue of highlighting stuff. Mm-hmm. So be- beige is also, beige is a very good color to brighten your yellow or use as a final highlight for like your an yellow. Edge highlight yeah like an mm-hmm. edge highlight yeah mm-hmm. uh, like when you're highlighting reds it, it's also problematic because people tend to go to orange but mm-hmm. like a sa- salmon uh, color is more better to to highlight reds uh, because it still has the red tone in it um, but it's really bright, so it, it confuses people. Uh, like, uh, flash colors, flash paints are also good to highlight. Final highlight the red paints. So, yeah, but I diverge from yellow to red. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. uh, is this, this chat over here on the right, uh, our chat? Yes, 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 yeah. those
0: are our live chat. Uh, yeah, no, so, to... so, do you have one you want to respond to? Uh, I am just looking at it by the way to sort of epic mean Yeah,
2: Her- Herberto gave him a compliment. I saw that. Oh
0: yes, yes. Herberto, uh which by the way, if you haven't checked out Herberto's minis, uh they do capsule minis and the really cute Chibi 40k stuff. And magical uh, girls stuff. And the magical girls stuff. Like Herberto is like a blast. We interviewed uh, we interviewed Herberto a few weeks ago and definitely worth checking out. Um uh, and Herberto has to say about your models. By the way, these are some epic miniatures. I didn't know them before. Honestly, y'all do need to be checking out Wild Mesh. Uh,
2: I say it every time. I am right still now. stunned the Patreon count isn't like <laughs> yeah. three times, four times what it is currently. Seriously? Yeah. You more like, you me, more me too.
1: <laughs> like, uh, we, should, we should go up, but I think it's, it's a matter of. Uh, Plowing through the 1K patrons, mm-hmm. yeah, to, to be recognizable like organically, mm. because uh, the top 50 on some websites uh, ends at 1,000 patrons, and mm-hmm. you can't scroll down. You, can, you can't. You can't oh, no. check, check anyone. Anyone else. So if you're getting new to Patreon and you want to subscribe to someone, you're gonna see the top 50 you're yeah. not going to gonna see blow. So it's, until we get there, it's it's going to be uh, hard work. Well, it's that wild to wild me. It is wild to me. Considering,
2: yeah, like all your other credentials and everything else you do, like how big you're, you are, that like people yeah. don't get like what, what they're getting and they get like this amazing quality thing and yeah. just a ton of it. It's... Right.
0: And one of the things I do <laughs> want to shout out to the quality of your models is Okay, so when I'm looking at at people coming in, they're coming in from all sorts of angles. Like we're seeing character artists from video games coming into into this art style. We're seeing like traditional sculptors trying to adapt to 3D. We're seeing like actual 3D native sculptors coming in. It's really obvious when I look at your models that these were models designed by somebody who knows how physical game models are supposed to handle. Like you've got you've got a lot of detail on your models, but you've also got like big, well-defined chunk areas to make painting them easy. Like these were models that were made to be played with and painted and also customized. Can you go into a little bit of why, like d- what is that process? Like you're designing a model for a game. How is this, imp- how do you design it that makes sure that it is an enjoyable experience? Uh,
1: well, the uh, whole background of, of my personality, uh, what makes a miniature paintable uh, is uh, leading this process. And mm-hmm. I tell you, I have so much uh, hard time from the sculptors because they want to do everything for the painter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, guys, you're not painters, I know. But leave this space. It's going to be fun to paint. It's going to be a flat surface over here. I know. it. it it tempts you to do detail here but please leave it for the painters we want to have fun with it we don't want to wash the whole model we want to wash big big chunks of it so it's not mm-hmm. a drag to paint this mini but sometimes uh I need to push them to to be conscious about the, the painter as well uh and uh, this is our goal in our minis to make make, make the customer experience pleasant so the assembly is uh, a fun thing to do. So the painting is fun thing to do and I'm really picky about small details. I want everything to be well defined to uh, get paint easy to uh, for the washes to flow very nice so, so also that every part is separate separated just like uh, 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 Haram said uh, that they, he can see that this is done by, by someone who knows. And yeah, this is the goal at heart, but it's hard to execute. Like, I didn't expect it to be so, so such a big topic for the sculptors mm-hmm. to, to get into. And we uh, internally did some workshops. What makes a miniature paintable? And this is uh, those. Are, those workshops are led by our lead painter, uh, Wojtek, and he is teaching the sculptors about miniature painting, about dry brush, because the sculptors aren't painters. So th- this is a big difficulty in their uh, like uh, skill set, <laughs> and a challenge to do minis for tabletop. Uh, but. Uh, we are educating them about the painting and they are learning more and more and the minis are getting better and better so
2: yeah the the dynamic poses in like the um like i have painted up those flamers and to have them actually like rest and fly off the ground supported by their fire blasts is insane and i i love those minis so much and like like players gasped when they saw them on the table for the first time awesome. and i was like
1: yeah thank you it's so very very nice to hear
0: yeah. I I mean they're there when Kristen showed them off, it was everything in me not to go print some of them because I can't I was like, don't want to steal Kristen's models,
2: but they look cool. Well, and you know, they're not normally your army, so yeah. Uh, norm but, this week. I but, I start a new army every week, Kristen. Well, you know, if you ever wanna, <laughs> you know, get involved in team chaos. I currently am weirdly because I was doing change stuff almost exclusively for <laughs> And I, because I, I started off in, in Lust Land, moved to changed, and, and now I, I've been the plague stuff this mm-hmm. last month for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. we got a question from PND Mike Does 3D printability influence the sculpting at all?
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, when it comes to small parts like spikes, uh, strands of hair, and chains flying around. Uh, I'm really cautious about what stays finally in the Sculpt Mm -hmm. uh, because, uh, as I said, the user experience is uh, very, very at our heart because I don't want people having their minis break all the time. So we try to flush it down uh, on the surfaces or attach to as many parts as possible uh, so that the print is printable. And uh, when you take the supports off, you, you need to be conscious about it, that some parts that are really thinly attached, they're going to break. Mm-hmm. The supports are going to have more strength than the part. And it's going to break. So we are we are test printing. Now we, we bought, today we bought three additional printers to test print our stuff. Ooh. Because uh, what we are doing mainly with the printers is just test printing, test printing, test printing. We have a T-pose, we test print to check the size. We have the pose model, we test print to check the joints and to to check if anything is breaking just after printing. Uh, We didn't do that in the past, but uh, now we are fully pre-supported, fully pre-printed, tested, and everything that we are publishing should be tipped up a-okay. If not, we are immediately fixing stuff if we get some negative feedback, but it's rare, very rare. Yeah,
0: and i can appreciate that because oh i have seen patreons in the past and, and other artists that have sold minis that are like that looks
1: gorgeous on my monitor on the render
0: and if i had the world's most perfectly tuned printer i could, I could get that off that, without yeah. breaking that sword in half but i am caveman i'm gonna <laughs> Hit it with a rock till I get the supports off. I'm not gonna get my little snips in there and very carefully pull one of each one hundred. I'm gonna soak it in hot water, put up a hand on it and rip. Yeah. And um I mean, I may be maybe this is all on me. That's that's maybe my problem. But I do appreciate it when I when I can see a model and I'm like that sword, it's gonna stay attached. I don't need to worry about that spear breaking off.
2: I have to credit those tentacles on the tentacle masses on the back of the flamers. And if you're listening to this and haven't seen the pictures, they're just these coiling intermingled masses of tentacles. I did a full tray of your pre supports and a full tray of my own supports. And I didn't break a single tentacle on any of those guys. And well, I, just once I want to have an episode floored. where we don't talk about tentacles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> we are, we are going to be sculpting a lot of tentacles actually. So.
2: Yay. Yay. Oh. Excuses. I mean, I could wear a muzzle, Param. It might happen if we if I couldn't talk. There would be a no tentacles episode. Ironically, I'm not the point of you being a host of a podcast, Kristen. I am not <laughs> the most tentacle forward member of my gaming group. Now, if that horrifies you, think about that for a second.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some uh, anime fans. <laughs> uh, part- <laughs> I have well. a
2: I have a cosmic horror buddy who is king king of tentacles and other. Um, bodily excretions we'll just leave it at that
1: well, we are releasing in march a very tentacly big uh, floating eye Yay! Oh. that's gonna be a, a demon uh, for uh, one of our factions for our war game that we are developing Ah, oh. it, it's called the void Watcher, and it comes from a faction called the void horrors and <laughs> it has big mm-hmm. big pink eye and that's... four very big tentacles uh can i drop you uh you toss it in chat i know you in kind of
2: tease we might get some previews so I'm, i am hype if uh yeah. especially if, if it's not linkable involved. you can toss it in the e- you can re- put it in the email that that's it okay
0: so in the meantime while you are wrangling with that we'll dig through patriot we'll dig through chat questions um uh, see here uh, alex from earlier uh is his, uh Can you teach GW about interchangeable parts on minis? Because oh my god! (laughs) Can I teach
1: GW anything? Well, GW has the knowledge. It's a a question of using it, uh, because (laughs) well, most of us were uh, raised on those minis. I definitely was. I'm a big fan. Yeah, there's there's some problems with the render because uh, the Mm -hmm. balls that attach to the. Socket shouldn't be there, but it's a preview for you guys. I don't care. So He's this is the void the void watcher.
2: I love this it is... so much.
0: It, it it looks like a cross between a beholder and everything in all my nightmares. <laughs> mm. it makes
2: it, me it, feel if a so beholder happy.
0: needed even more eyes. And you said this so is gonna, be a, more this I, is gonna I, be a whole I, faction.
1: This uh, is gonna be a whole faction. not wait. Of, of demons that ripped from another dim- dimension mm-hmm. and wanted to de- destroy the universe. Uh, but I'm not going to get into lore, but the lore is quite sweet. I, I must tell you, I've been developing this lore for mm-hmm. quite yes. quite some time now. And uh, we're going to be releasing it bit by bit with miniatures to uh, to make it more fun nice. uh, and with rules uh, for the awesome. game. So yes.
0: Alex Shabler also says, uh, you know, oh, this is a, you know there are Starfinder demon monsters with VR headsets stuck for eternity.
1: Oh, that sounds like a <laughs> horrible way to die. I did not know that.
0: Yeah. Starfinder is full of very weird and horrible ways to die that are worse than death. It, it seems to be their favorite thing to put in their adventures.
2: How, How can Andy technology might- murder us? uh says the more darius is talking the more i am becoming an in, in real life version of increasingly impressed impressed Vincent mcmahon it's true yeah <laughs> it's true i i am super excited i i, I am now m- waiting for march with bated breath it's only a week away right uh, so do you have you
0: have you gotten to paint any of yours your, your 3d printed designs
1: did I paint? Not yet, actually. Not yeah. yet. When we first started Patreon, uh, I didn't mm-hmm. paint anything. I'm going to be painting uh, something real soon. Uh, mm-hmm. But we don't have the sculpt yet, ready. Uh, so I'm super excited for that. Uh, it's going to be uh, a space soldier from a different race, a humanoid. Um, and it's going to be a, our flag race for the board game. It's going to be Mm. an anti Mm. anti thesis for the Void Horrors. So Mm. those will be like the main big factions, which are Mm -hmm. archetypical angel-like beings and devilish kind of beings, which are the Void Horrors. And they are going to be driving the storyline of the whole. You'll never guess what my
2: second favorite faction in these games is. (laughs) (laughs) Angels. So hey, uh, I'm all about it. Sweet. Oh, I have a feeling that your company is going
0: to be getting about five minutes of each of our episodes. From now on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Pear, what I just painted for Wild Mesh. <laughs> it's probably. Oh.
1: You want free stuff to do it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you, you let
2: me know. Right now you're getting my money, so just.
0: <laughs> it's not like it's much. You all are still in the $10 tier, like a hundred freaking models right now for 10 bucks
1: yeah well most a piece, are how do you not stuff, say stuff. yes to that yeah <laughs> most of them are in the starter pack so mm-hmm. uh, but the starter pack is going to be changed in March it's gonna it's gonna consist mostly chaos uh, so the newcomers that come into our patreon have the big chaos set uh, at their disposal uh, because I heard that people uh, like consistency Mhm. <laughs> And like to have a finished set that they can print a whole army at from. Is that true? Uh, Yes.
0: It, 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 uh, at chat do chime in if you think that's true I do like when the basics like the, I do like when I go up to a Patreon and the core troop that I know I'm going to need for my army is in the welcome pack it's like okay yes. yeah at least I'm not starting from nothing I'm not having to go back and chase and a lot of times just to get even started.
2: just like one squad of two main armies is good because like yeah, especially if you do reverse axis prints and stuff you're going to get you know usually 10 to 20 poses enough for several squads and that's great. But yeah, uh, if, if there's a actual balanced full representation of an army, amazing. Yeah, that'll that'll get me there for at least a month to try somebody out. Awesome. I'm okay. also noticing
0: on your Patreon, you still have two slots left of a tier that lets the user
1: get to pick a sculpted model, like to pick a model to sculpt. They can pick a model to sculpt, and they get one model fully painted. Uh, by the imagination. Okay, I need to pull up one of your. I need to pull up a den
0: of imagination. Kristen, stall for me.
2: Stall for you. Um, <laughs> let's see. The void, void people. I want to know. what You said that that's like a kind of kind of man unit. What kind of troop unit are you gonna do? They look like. Do you? The troop unit is gonna be uh, uh, a void. Uh, it's like a void, crawly void, thing, or is it a floaty yeah, thing? Yeah, it, I
1: was going <laughs> to say void void, <laughs> void crawler. <Yeah. clears throat> it's gonna uh, be oh sorry <clears throat> yeah just so forth a bit uh it's gonna be like a tentacle-ish hand uh, running kind of demon uh, which is oh yeah imagination you thing.
0: all you all paint yellow great yeah <laughs> I'm looking okay for for the listeners. We pulled up, I wanted to see like what their painting quality was. So I pulled up Den of Imagination's gallery, and one of the first things I see is this rhino tank with like the most awesome freehand space marine painted on the side of it. Like, I have not seen vans at Gen Con this awesome. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, we know our stuff, we have thousands and thousands of hours and experience like combined there was like 300 people um, that moved through the department throughout those 11 years wow so oh gosh and uh, some of the people are from the beginning so mm-hmm. and they are painting full time for 10 years minis so they know their 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 stuff they know
2: what they're doing. Okay, yeah, the little illos like in the panels on the Titans and stuff—that's insane. That's so cool. Yeah,
0: like it's—it's it's not just like the like your blends are smooth, your highlights are excellent, but there's there's also like these free hands that could be standalone pieces of art by themselves. Just just put on the panels of some of these vehicles <laughs> and Titans and. I would not be surprised if I just see a captain's shoulder pad and it just looks amazing. Never mind. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Space Marine shoulder pad. The Chaos Marine shoulder pad has demons free handed on it. Holy crap. This is like aspirational
1: level painting. It's
0: like, I hope one day oh, i could.
1: good. <laughs> I actually convert converted those guys. Those are made oh, from wow. Centurions. And they were made in Chaos Centurions. And I called called them the Gore Engines of Corn. <laughs> so uh, I had a, lo- a lot of fun doing those actually. And uh, the client requested painting f- demon faces on the whole model everywhere that we could. And we counted that a single model had fifty eight demon faces painted.
0: Holy
2: crap!
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. This this is why I'm stunned that
2: like y- y- your Patreon isn't just like flooded. <laughs> The, the whole picture maybe it's you know i have this problem myself sometimes that i brand myself in like you know people know me as lost spheres publishing they know me as South mastery on tiktok they know me you know what are they know the show here but maybe it's that they're not surprising, probably. that wild mesh is all these other things too it's connected to them all
1: yeah this could be a problem we are actually uh at this moment considering how to uh, work with our online presence because we did a poll at, from for Den of Imagination clients asking, "Do you, are you aware of mesh And we had a seventy percent answer, "Never heard of it." Oh no, that's a so, bad number. Yeah, that's a bad number, and that's a problem because mm-hmm. this means that the audience of Den of Imagination. Mm-hmm. Isn't updated about the current uh, state of affairs <laughs> It does
2: mean your wild mesh people are all new too though so, <laughs> mostly so yes yeah, that's,
1: yeah. That, that's a plus because we are gathering them from different sources organically <clears throat> so for as somebody that gets to make
0: decisions, how many of your personal wish fulfillment has been fulfilled in sculpting form <laughs> <laughs> A lot. <laughs> A lot? Yes. Okay. Elaborate. Please, please tell us how you have abused your
1: position to get the perfect model for your army. <clears throat> well, uh, definitely uh, when it comes <clears throat> to doing every single mentor, I mm-hmm. uh, push my, uh, my likes to uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> how I, if I like it, then, then I believe it's good. I also go for opinions for, for for in every direction I can. I, I mm-hmm. turn to Discord. I turn to some Facebook groups, asking about the people about, hey, what do you think about those legs? Because I think they are too thin, but I'm not sure. Uh, so yeah, and also ask ask my business uh, partner about the minis because he's a cr- critic and he doesn't uh, sugarcoat anything. He says, no, this looks like a troll from Warcraft. It's not not uh, wargaming at all okay uh, th- th- this was a problem with the wrath clause that we did they were mm. too uh, troll-like and not demon-like mm. i don't know if you're familiar with them i, uh, I can see what you christian. mean christian yeah yeah Uh because of the tusks mm-hmm. they, they didn't get a lot of fans actually so we, like we are them. doing but yeah, I, I I like him as well because well I'm a huge Warcraft fan. So oh yeah, actually <laughs> I played trolls. So figures uh, that I would like that aesthetic. But we did new ones. Uh, here's a preview I sent to you guys, uh, and this was more in my liking, uh, like a demonic, demonic kind of looking guy. This is a okay. this is a very this is a very happy demon. He's yeah. got this sword.
0: W- he wants you to see it up close and personal. Yes, look at my
1: sword, master. (laughs) He feels Uh, very,
2: uh, um, I'm going to say, recognizable is what I will say. Oh, yeah. Uh, The vibe is very recognizable.
1: (laughs) I wanted to send you the set uh, of those ones, but I actually haven't had them finished because there was some last day fixes for the banner and for the, the champion head, actually, because it's a little bit too wide on the...
2: So if I like my wrath claws, do Ooh. I need to download them? <laughs> are they are they in danger of disappearing? Those are blood claws. Uh, ah, yeah. okay. Oh. So the smart. wrath claws say, and cool. "Those are the blood the blood claws." I
1: like both. Both is good. <laughs> Nothing's gonna disappear. Don't worry. Unless uh, big 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 daddy comes yes. to us and uh, it pressure so. us, us, yeah. yeah. Then oh, then we'll fight. Yes. But we'll see. <laughs> Ah oh, yes, I, I I know this fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm not r- really like updated about the reality of this. I'm hearing uh, quite consistent uh, reports how things are done and wh- what what is uh, wh- what is actually happening. But I'm super surprised about uh, Gemak or Gamak. You know the Patreon. That's uh, right. Mm-hmm. I might also be sub to that Patreon. Yes, go on. Uh, The very big amount of those models are just like like one to one, Uh, one to one, -one and they're still out there. Yep, yeah, so
0: that is an interesting topic that we hope to cover one day, but we don't want to pressure you to do anything on air that might
1: be dangerous. Exactly, Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't want even going uh, to go there because it's uh, not the pleasant part of the hobby. And still, I'm not too concerned about that uh, at all because uh, we are diverging into doing our own game with our own concepts, our own rules, our own lore. So Mm -hmm. uh, 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 it's not a topic that I'm very into. (laughs) Right, fair enough.
0: So if you what what do you hope like one day let's say your <clears throat> wild mesh is wildly successful what do you hope you all are making 10 years from now for your half million patreons
1: uh well it's it's crystallized goal uh our goal is to have our own work game uh, with mm-hmm. rule books and uh, downloadable online for free for everyone not patrons for for everyone Mm-hmm. With full lore, full full rules, everything in there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the rules would be uh, customizable. Customizable. The rules would be uh, heavily influenced by com- the community. Uh, they would there would be forums, and uh, if people were sending hundreds of complaints, this is OP and makes my game suck, and then we would change those rules, and the rule book would be updated correctly, and you would just need to re download it. it. It's the 21st century printing rule books with in games that are really hard to balance. Because <laughs> we, we, we are all about the pick wargaming experience. Mm-hmm. And what is the pick wargaming experience? You go to a tournament, you play with free games one day with free strangers. He has nice miniatures, you have nice miniatures. So you are already smiling to each other. Wow, I love your minis. This mm-hmm. is this is the start of the uh, peak war gaming experience, and then you then you play a game, and in the perfect world, the game has rules that are quite balanced, and uh, the smarter you are and the skilled player you are, the bigger advantage you have over your opponent, and if the game reflects that, and uh, it's not like a nine-year-old kid that buys a new army with new miniatures with, with super overpowered rules that whoops your ass, then it's okay. Then it's nice. Then it's a fun game. And you, even as an opponent, being beaten by a smarter player than you, you're having fun. If you're feeling the struggle, you're feeling the pressure, how smart he is, how he knows the game better than you, and you still try to beat him, and the dice, if the dice are in your favor, you might have a chance. And it's fun. And then you go after the tournament you sit down and oh i had this awesome game uh, you don't have any complaints to the game itself that the rules were shitty you think like the, the, the game is balanced and i just received a whooping from a master and it was fun uh, so that's that, in my opinion that's a big war gaming experience this is how i went to tournaments and i enjoyed myself the most mm-hmm. when i felt that my opponent's army codex is quite the same as mine and our rosters were comparable and I won or lost due to the intellect of the player not just due to uh, rules or his army being more expensive and new but, <laughs> but to his skill and his experience in the game and it was well we have had players in clubs that were known for being in the hobby for 10 years, for 15 years, old timers. And we revered the Back in the day, that when you couldn't pre-measure, the guy had super uh, measurements in his eye to uh, dedicate where the cannons are going to shoot. <clears throat> and it was a skill. He knew that this was 15 inches. And he said, 15 inches. And he rolled, and it was fifteen inches over there, and he decimated your ranks. This was awesome. This was talked about, but it wasn't a good game with quite good rules, and the fun was possible now people are diverging into playing uh, player versus the board game, player versus the environment and teams because no one wants to play one on one with a bad set of rules it's just it's just isn't, isn't a good time. So this is our goal, doing a war game that's going to have three rules. It's going to strive to bring the pick wargaming experience. It's going to have minis as sold as STL and physical. Everything is going to have a tutorial for painting from the of imagination, every mini. If it's released, it has a tutorial. It's gonna, this, this is what's going to be the uh, across the board rule. So this, this is your dream, doing our own war game, war game with our own rules, or our own lore, and our own minis. Awesome. Well, we are running out of time. So if
0: people were interested in Wild Mesh or in Den of Imagination, where should they go to find out more?
1: Uh, they should go to www.denofimagination.com and www.wildmesh.com e u yeah yep
2: excellent
0: awesome we'll also have links to both in the show notes of this episode so don't worry there you'll be able to get just click your way there uh again thank you so much darius for coming on the show this was an episode i've been looking forward to ever since i heard about it and i've been a fan of den of imagination for a bit and Wild Mash for, well, not a bit because you ain't been around for a bit, but ever since you all started. So, excellent, excellent. Uh, until next time, if you want to find out more, you can do so at printyourgames.com. You can also find us on the socials, on the Facebook, <laughs> at facebook.com slash printyourgames, at twitter at p- twitter.com slash twi- uh, at twitter.com slash printyourgames. And you can also find us at youtube.com slash parham. And until next time, I'm Jeff and J. Thacker, also known as Param.
2: I'm Kristen Sowers, also known as 7th Mastery, and don't forget to use your screen protector.